Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Thank you, as always, for listening to Digs and Distance podcast. Uh, I was just Colton and I on today, um, so here in a minute you'll hear our recap of last week, hear our picks for this week, um, and the other guys will text their picks later, I'm sure. But anyway, thanks as always for tuning in whenever that may be. Um, and hope you enjoy the show. All right, back with you, Colton. Uh, as of right now, anyway, it's just Colton and I on this morning. Um, Ethan might be able to join, we'll see, but otherwise people will take that fix again. Um, just to recap, last week we did Buffalo Bills and New York uh, Jets. The Bills were favored by 11 and a half, and the Jets won 20 to 17. Noah Colton, myself, and Scott all took Buffalo to cover. Ethan took the Jets to cover, so Ethan got a point in that one. Then we did Minnesota at Washington. Minnesota was favored by three. Minnesota won 20 to 17. So they did win by exactly three. So Noah, myself, and Ethan all got the point for that one. Uh, then we had Miami at Chicago. Miami was favored by four. Miami won 35-32. And all of us took Miami to cover. So nobody got that one. Then we had Seattle at Arizona. Arizona was favored by two. Seattle won 31 to 21. Colton took Seattle for double. Ethan took Seattle uh, to cover, and Scott took Seattle to cover. Uh, so Colton got two points. Ethan and Scott got one each in that one. Then we did Tennessee at KC. KC was favored by 12 and a half. Casey won 20 to 17 in overtime, and everybody took Kansas City to cover except Ethan, and he took Tennessee to cover. So Ethan got a point there. Then we had Baltimore and New Orleans. The Ravens were favored by two. Baltimore won 27 to 13. Noah, Noah, Colton, myself, and Ethan all took Baltimore. To cover, Scott went with New Orleans for double. So with that said, Noah got two points. He's at 26. Colton got three points. He's at 23. I got two points. I'm at 24. Ethan with a big week with five. He's at 27. And Scott got one point and is at 23. So one more time from least to most. Scott's at 23. Colton's at 23. I'm at 24. Noah's at 26. And Ethan is at 27. And uh, we'll start with Minnesota at Buffalo. And uh, Buffalo is favored by six and a half points at home. And Colton, you can kick us off. I honestly like this matchup for Buffalo because I think, honestly, Buffalo is going to come out and prove that Minnesota is 
Vikings and subpar or teams that really don't want to beat the Vikings because I honestly think uh, either way, if uh, Minnesota wins the division, they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs anyways, and I think Buffalo is going to make it much farther in the playoffs than the Vikings. So give me a Buffalo to cover in this one. Well, I, I did correct you on a couple things. First off, everybody wants to beat everybody, no matter what the week. So I wouldn't say that teams don't want to beat Minnesota. I wouldn't say that at all, because everybody in the NFL wants to win. There's no doubt about that. Um, with that said, yeah, we've beat some teams we should beat, and I get that. And we lost to Philadelphia. Um, I mean, this will be a good second test for us. We'll keep an eye on Josh Allen. I know he is dressing today, so it sounds like more than likely he'll play after all. Uh, But this is a similar injury to one made him miss four weeks prior. So uh, I thought they'd hold him out, uh, but we'll still have to monitor his elbow. Just because you started a game doesn't mean you're going to be able to finish. So uh, it'll be an interesting thing to monitor for sure. It sounds like he's starting from what, because I listened to, to Sirius XL while I was in the yeah. shower, so I listened to the NFL uh, channel on Sirius XL. So, from what they said, it, it sounds like he's more than like he is starting is what they yeah. said. That's the that's the idea I got this morning too. Um, With him not practicing hardly at all this week, and the fact that he's had an injury similar before, it kind of surprised me. But at the same time, in one way, I'm happy. And that, well, first off, you never like to see anybody injured, even on teams you don't like. Just like I'd never wish for Aaron Rodgers to get hurt. Second of all. Um, now, I mean, if we find a way to beat them and Josh Allen plays, it takes out the excuse that some people might say that still doubt how good the Vikings are and say, oh, yeah, you beat them, but Case Keenum was in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying we will win. I'm just saying if we happen to pull it off, at least if Josh Allen's playing, you're not going to hear the, yeah, but Case Keenum was playing. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add this, and we've talked about this before, and we can go more in depth once we're done because I feel like we should on this fact. But I'm just gonna mention this. In my opinion, and a lot of people who I have talked to previously when I worked at Casey's, I don't anymore. Obviously, you know this. Um. I did mention this to people, and I mentioned it to you. Case Keenum for the Vikings was damn good. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was one magical year. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. You mentioned that, and I mentioned this to other people. They agree with me that the Vikings should have signed him. Yeah, he was a backup. Yeah, he had a magical year. This, that, and the other. But who's to say that he wouldn't have done that again? Right. We don't know. We don't know that for sure, and you have a valid point. With that said, you can still look at a guy over his whole career and guess that likely it wasn't going to happen a second time. Now, if it was right, but 
Just as overall quarterbacks, yes, he had a magical year. I've admitted this multiple times, and that was a hell of a year in general to watch. Kirk Cousins always has been a better quarterback than Case Keenum. Keenum has never come close to, I mean, fair. He did it for one year, but as an overall career trajectory, Cousins is the better quarterback, and it's not close. Yes, Keenum had one magical year, like I said. He also hasn't been able to replicate that anywhere else. And if I'm not mistaken, he even went to Washington at one point, took over for Cousins, if I'm not mistaken, uh, after Cousins left, and he didn't even do what Kirk Cousins did in Washington. So. I'm going to let you finish, but I want to say something. But I'm just saying, in my opinion, I'm glad to have Kirk. I'd rather have Kirk than Keenum. I'm thankful to Keenum for the one great year. But I like where we are with Kirk a lot more than uh, what I think (laughs) Kate would have done in the long stretch of being a quarterback. Okay. You can have your quarterback. You can have your stat-padding quarterback. Let me You can have your stat padding quarterback who's good in stats. You can you can have your stats. You can. The people I've talked to don't care about the stats. What has Kirk Cousins done for the Vikings in the playoffs? Hold on one he has won the Vikings one playoff game. Good for you. You can have that one playoff game. You don't – Kirk Cousins is not that good in the playoffs, man. He's only won the Vikings one playoff game. And I highly expect them to win another one this year, if not two. That's fine. You can have three wins. That's fine in the playoffs. People don't care about the stats. What has Kirk Cousins done in the moment other than stats? Outside of this year and the Vikings record right now, Kirk Cousins yet has done perfectly fine. Whatever. I don't see them winning in the playoffs and I don't see them winning in the first round. And I would bet you on that one. I come back to that though, Colton would be Yes, Keenum got us further in the playoffs, although I think we can make a deep run this year. Second of all, um, at the end of the day, Keenum didn't get us to a Super Bowl either. Yes, we were in the NFC Championship and got destroyed by Philadelphia. So, really, at the end of the day, all people won is championships, and Keenum didn't get us a championship either. So, I mean, that would be my one comeback. Who cares if you make it one round further in the playoffs? Yes, it's exciting you get to watch them an extra week, but if you, at the end of the day, you still don't make it to the Super Bowl, let alone win it. At the end of the year, you both lost in the playoffs. So, uh, really, it's not – yeah, it's more exciting for another week, whatever. But at the end of the day, nobody's going to be happier uh, just because they made it one more round, in my opinion. I'm not trying to say that that he, Kirk Hutt or uh, Keenum should have won the Super Bowl. I thought they would have. I thought they would have at least made it to the Super Bowl. 
I'm not saying that I'm not. All I'm saying is Kirk Cousins is not that well in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, he hasn't had a lot of he hasn't had a lot of playoff games, and I think that's going to change this year. Where he can this guy, you're making excuses. I'm serious. You're literally making excuses. And no, I just said he hasn't had a lot of playoff games, and I expect that to change this year so that he can show what he can do in the playoffs again. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But anyway, as far as my pick for Minnesota-Buffalo, um, just because I think the Vikings are a good team, they don't always make it look pretty. Buffalo is also a good team. I get all that. Um, but I don't think Josh Allen even starting is 100%. Um, it should be a good game, but I'm going to take my chances, and I'm going to go with Minnesota for double and the upset. I'm going to mention this before we get on to the other one. I could see the defense being – I'm talking about Bill's defense here because, honestly, I love the Bill's defense and – the offense, just for a simple fact, they have Stefan Diggs, and their wide receiver core is very good. But I could see their defense winning the game for them if Josh Allen does not play the entire game. And then to see the Buffalo defense trying to be fit for Kirk Cousins, and I could see that actually happening. I could see the Buffalo defense literally probably winning the game for them. Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, Minnesota's defense, I could say, but I mean, if they are going to win, I think Minnesota's defense will be a big reason as well. Um, because I think Minnesota's defense has been playing better lately. Um also, that's a scary thing, in my opinion. I know you don't think they look like a great 7-1 and one team right now, and I understand why. But would you at least be able to admit that if the Vikings ever finally put a full 60 minutes together, where, I mean, the defense plays up to their abilities and the offense really clicks? Because in my opinion, we've seen games where the defense plays well, we've seen games where the offense plays well, but we haven't seen them gel completely yet. Would you at least be able to agree that if they find a way to gel for a full 60 minutes offensively and defensively, that the Vikings have a scary good team if they can ever find a way to put both together? If that happens, or, I might concede and I might agree, but I don't ever see that happening. I don't. Well, yeah, we'll see. Either way, the key is they've found ways to win a lot of games, close games, which they didn't last year. So I at least think they're heading in the right direction with Kevin O'Connell. But all right, next up we got the Colts at the Raiders. The Raiders still somehow continue to be favored. Both teams have their problems. The Raiders are favored by four at home. I have no idea what to do in this game because, like I said, both have had their struggles. Vegas continues to get leads below leads. Josh McDaniels continues to cost them games, in my opinion, with this play calling. Um, they're pretty much like the Vikings of last year. They're in every game, but they can't find ways to win close games. Um, with that said, it's four points, and the Raiders have been in a lot of close games. 
So I don't know that I'm going to do Indianapolis for double, but I will take Indianapolis to cover and at least keep it uh, under a four-point game. So go ahead, Colton. What the heck is going on with Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr? I thought they were supposed to be very good. Well, Adams, you realize this is coming from a Packers fan, right? Devontae Adams has been very good when they throw him the ball. The problem is, the problem is two or three times this year he's had massive first halves, and then they just stop giving him the ball, which is stupid. Last week was another prime prime example. He had ten catches under forty six yards, two touchdowns, and probably ninety percent of that came in the first half. So I, this is why I said McDaniel's is a huge issue right now, in my opinion. It's not that he's not having a good year. He already has seven touchdowns and 658 yards. But they stopped throwing him the ball for big stretches, which I just don't get. Well, he's missing Aaron Rodgers, man. There was a lot of talk in this connection, but I'm I'm going to – Partially agree and partially disagree. I honestly think Adams is missing Rodgers. And I don't know if you've seen season A debating about this part here on Devontae Adams missing Rodgers, but I watched a video of him talking about Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. And I honestly think his argument of Rodgers not being so good, I will disagree on. But Kidney's a great artist to cover in this one. And like I said, Adams is missing Rodgers right now. Well, I said the same is true on the other side. Rodgers is missing Devontae Adams. That's um, pretty obvious what their record right now, in my opinion. Adams is argument for deeper discussion a bit later. Adams is still eighth in the league in receiving, despite the fact that they stopped throwing to him sometimes for whole halves. And I believe he is tied with the most receiving touchdowns. Yes, he is. So it's not that he hasn't been having a good year at all. It's just at times they stopped throwing to him. He's tied with Travis Kelsey. Um... Dan, let's see. Come on. Yeah, he's tied with Travis Kelsey and Stefan Diggs for the most touchdown, receiving touchdowns. All right, so who is your pick, Colton? Look at the Raiders to cover. I'm going going with you on this one. Well, I took the Colts to cover. Oh, well, I'm taking the Raiders to cover on this one. I hope they pull it off, of course, but, yeah, I'd take the Colts. All right. Next up, we got Dallas at your lowly Packers. And Green Bay is favored by four. Or not Green Bay, sorry. Dallas is favored by four at, on the road at Green Bay and start us off. Give me Green Bay for a double on this one, and my reasoning is this. Um, I... I see everybody throwing hate Rogers' way, and I think it's fair, and I don't – I think it's fair to a degree, but I just think all this hate on Rogers is because people hate 
the Packers and people hate Aaron Rodgers and his take on his wide receivers. Like I said, I want to get more in depth on this one and this argument here because honestly, Rodgers doesn't deserve all the blame. Rodgers doesn't. Rodgers is having an okay year. Yeah, his wide receivers aren't catching the damn ball when he freaking throws it. That's just because his wide receivers suck. And I honestly think the Packers can win because it's Dallas, and we always beat Dallas. We have a damn good record against Dallas. If I'm not mistaken, I do think we've beat Dallas twice or something like that. Each time we played them at home, not on our field, at theirs. But, like I said, giving me Green Bay the third double on this one. I'm going. I'm going Dallas to cover. It's a no-brainer in my mind. Uh, at least the Green Bay proves that they're capable of winning a game again against a good team. When you have losses to Detroit and teams like that, I'm just you're gonna have to prove to me that you can still find a way to win. And Dallas, we know, is a good team. So in a crowded NFC um, behind Philadelphia, there's a lot of good teams. Vikings are one of them. Dallas is one of them. Giants are one of them. Uh, it's a very crowded NFC behind Philly. Um, so, anyway, like I just said, I I can't take Green Bay in this. I know they're at home. I know it's going to probably be chilly, but Dallas is too good uh, for me to warrant Green Bay. Uh, picking Green Bay, at least tell the crew that they can win again. So, uh, again, because it's been a while. So Dallas to cover. Really? All right. Really? You're going to throw hate on the Lions' loss against the Lions? Elijah, records don't reflect teams. I have said well, this. I get that, I but Detroit has a lot of games. I have said this about the Lions, and I've said this to people. I've said this to a Lions fan. The Lions are good. The record does not reflect that. The Lions are playing close games. Close games at home and on the road. Yes, they can't win them. But the Lions are good. Don't let let the record reflect that. They're, They're better than they have been in years past, I'll admit that. They still aren't what I'd call a good team. But they are better. I mean, they have shown some improvements for the coach, but people are still going to look at your record. I get you can play better than your record shows, but people still, at the end of the day, your record is what matters more than anything. So, with that said, yes, it's still a bad loss when you're trying, as far as trying to snap the losing streak, losing to Detroit does not look good. So, anyway. Dallas to cover. Los Angeles Chargers at San Francisco. San Francisco is favored by seven and a half. This one's borderline for me. The 49ers have McCaffrey, uh, of course, which I think helps their offense a lot. The Chargers, though, they're having some of their own struggles this year. Um, They're a better team than I think they've shown at times. With that said, seven and a half right on the fringe of where I almost want to take the Chargers to cover. 
Um, but just because they have McCaffrey, even though I don't feel great about it, and I think San Francisco will probably win. Um, it's just a matter of by how much. But I will take San Francisco to cover, even though I don't feel super great about it. Go ahead, Colton. What was, um, what was the spread again? Seven and a half. For who? 49ers. Give me a 49ers cover just because they have Christian and Cassidy and, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's all I got for them. Washington at Philly. Philly is favored by 11. This is easy. This is Go easy. ahead. This, this is easy for me. This is freaking easy, man. Give me okay. Philly for this one. Philadelphia is undefeated. And they look damn good, and they look like they could win the Super Bowl and beat the Vikings and beat the Vikings again because the Vikings suck. Mm, more seven than one. I won't go that far. But anyway, um, with that said, let's see here. Wait, was Philly? Uh, was Philly the spread? As in, were they? Were they favored? Cause if they yeah, they're favored by 11. Okay, I, I was going to say, if they weren't favored, I was going to take them for double, but I can't do that. So most of the games Washington has played have been close. They lost, I although they lost to Philly 24-8, to they lost to Detroit 36-27. Um, they lost to the Titans by four, they beat the Bears by five, they beat Green Bay by two. Beat the Colts by one, lost to the Vikings by three. So recently, especially, their games have been close. Philadelphia is good, but it is a division rival. And a lot of times teams show up for those games. So I'm definitely not taking Washington for double or anything, but I'm going to take my chances and say they cover um, and keep it less than an 11-point game. All right, got that part wrapped up. So, anything else you want to add, Colton, or talk about? Yeah, let, let's talk about my Packers for a minute. I, okay. I am literally hating people coming out and hating on them. Yes, it's it's fair. I will say it's fair, but like I said earlier, I don't think all the blame should go on Rodgers or the head coach. I think Rodgers is right when he comes out and talks in the press and, said, and says it's the wide receivers. And I honestly think, and I think I've seen it a couple of weeks ago or something, that ESPN or something had a video and they said that Rodgers is probably talking to his wide receivers, telling them what to do and where to be when he throws the ball. And they're making him look freaking stupid, like he doesn't know where he's throwing the ball. Well, A, he doesn't have Devontae Adams, and I think he misses that aspect. But I don't think he misses it as much. I just think we're a bunch of injuries on good wide receivers that have played good before they got injured this year. Like I said, I don't think all the blame should go on Rodgers. He doesn't deserve it. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying either all the blame should be on him. It's still a team sport. But I haven't seen him look this uncomfortable in a long time. So I do think he deserves a lot of the blame. Not saying all of it, but I think a lot of it does go to him because in general he's not having the year that we've seen before. And I and I have seen lots of drops, which is part of the issue, I admit. But when there's actual drops, I don't put those on Rodgers. So I'm saying minus the drops, even if you take the drops out, uh, he still has not looked like his hidden things. So. I, I, I agree partially to that. I'm just saying I don't think everyone – and mind you, all this blame is coming out after the Lions game more so than ever, yes, a lot of people have been already talking about it and giving him all the blame, this, that, and the other. But like I said, the reason I bring this up is because it's coming out more after the Lions game because Rodgers didn't look too good in that game. But I really haven't watched any of the games, well, none of the games because they haven't been on TV. So I can't really see or disprove or disagree, but like I said, I don't think he deserves all the blame. He doesn't. Yeah. So, just to update people uh, for who might be listening later, uh, Tampa Bay is currently up 14-3 to on Seattle. Uh, and Tampa Bay has the ball at the 50. So, Tampa Bay is looking like they're playing a good game today. Uh, which they needed to because they're four and five. So they, for their sake, they needed a good game to stay alive and the, you know, trying to make a push for the playoffs still. But um, anyway, yeah, I expect some good ball games today. I do expect, like I said, I mean, I could be wrong because Buffalo also has blown people the door, but. I expect it to be a good game like most of the Vikings games this year, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so, I'll agree, be- I'll, I'll agree with you on that, but I just don't think the Vikings are going to beat Buffalo. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think very many people – I know, and I know the Jets are a lot better team this year, too. So, this isn't me swelling shade at the Jets, so don't take it as that way. And I don't think very many people last week would have thought the Jets were going to beat them either. Let's be honest. And I'll I'll say this. The Giants didn't have a lot of expectations, just like the Jets. The Jets don't have a lot of expectations because they've been a barn. Both teams have been a barn burner of of, uh, teams where they just flat out suck. The Giants are playing very well. The Jets are playing very well. If they if they keep this up, a lot of people might expect that to happen next year, and it probably won't. Well, let me that uh, yeah, pretty much on that yeah, on what I just said. There's no expectations on either team, and either. Both teams are playing very well right now. You would agree with that, right? The Jets and the Bills, or what? 
Jets and Giants. Oh, Jets and Giants, sorry. Uh, I mean, yeah. two line burners of a team for this yeah. example. Both teams are having very good years, for sure. No expectations this year, right? Um... I would have. I I don't know about no expectations because I thought all along the ball is going to be a good coach. With that said, I'd say they were low expectations for both teams. Expectations for them to win maybe like five games more so than what they've already won, right? I, I don't know. I would have had to go back and look at the schedule. Like I said, though, I'd say for sure both teams are doing better than what people expected. I will say that. No one expects them to make the playoffs, but I think they can right now. As far as as far as far before the season started, no one thought that they would be this good right now, and no one honestly thinks that they could make the playoffs. Well, I do. I think they both can. Yeah. I think they can make it far. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, it it all depends on matchups. I think they both have the capability to make a run. With that said, like I said earlier, the NFC is super stacked this year behind Philly. You got Dallas, you got the Giants, you got Minnesota... Um, it's not. I don't think there's going to be really any easy playoff games this year. Uh, you know, depending on matchups, I think there's all going to be good games. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. So, all right, you got anything else before I wrap up and go out in the stand again for an hour, a bit over an hour before the game? No. All right, well, thanks as always for coming on. Uh, Hopefully Minnesota will win. Hopefully Green Bay will lose, and uh, we'll talk more next week. Yep. Thank you for that. All right. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thank you as always for listening to Digs and Distance Football Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, and hope you all have a – Blessed Sunday, and any of you deer hunters out there, fellow deer hunters out there, enjoy the last day of hunting. If you're in what's most of the state, I know there is one zone where they have a longer season. but uh, And even our bow hunters, you'll get a longer season. So good luck the rest of the year to you as well. Um, but anyway, that's anybody hunting shotgun, uh, enjoy the last day and good luck.